0: No! Get those lights off!
1: Off! Chocolate, chocolate chip. Oh. Well, that hurts my feelings. Please clap. Welcome to Pardon the Disruption. I'm the acting speaker of the pod, Tyler Williams. And today we're talking about Evan McMullen, um, who's just doomed to announce another doomed candidacy. We'll talk about this and. All kinds of other fun things on this on today's show, but joining me is our fake news ambassador Peter Brissendi, and the Empress of Press Isabel Rosini. There we go. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, let's talk about this McLoser.
2: Egg McMuffin returns. Yes. Not as great as when the uh, the McRib comes back every year.
1: I look forward it? to that every year. <laughs> this is something that I am absolutely that this is the sequel that no one wanted yeah nope. i
2: mean is he just a sadist or he just likes to <laughs> or, i'm sorry masochist you know wants to lose again and again and inflict pain on himself because i would so this is a guy who ran in utah right right um
1: for president
2: for president uh now he's going to go challenge a established and well-respected u.s senator uh senator mike lee of utah one right. of our uh, good friends of good friend of freedom works and this guy is like a, he's a CIA spook who, you know, is a big deep state guy who thinks that that resonates with Americans anymore. I mean, have you seen the past four years?
1: Exactly. <laughs> it just, you know, I would say that maybe he just has a whole bunch of money to burn, but apparently he doesn't pay his vendors. So, YOLO.
2: I mean, it's, if Bill Crystal and Joe Scarborough are two of the people you're pointing to as your endorsements, like, that, that's pretty terrible.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how he's going to pay for the campaign this time around when he, you said he didn't even fund the bill for the last one. So I can't imagine
1: how that's going to go. Who would A, want to work for him, like, just because of that? And why would, like... He's just helping Democrats. Like that's always that's all he's going to do is he's going to try and hurt Mike Lee mm-hmm. by running this candidacy. It's a complete farce, and frankly, no one within the sound of my voice should give him another penny.
2: Yeah, I mean, he can't. He, he's not even confident enough to run as a Republican, even though he was a Republican House staffer right. on Capitol Hill, and he's not because he, he knows like that no one actually respects him. And he does this just to flatter his own ego because he can't even pay campaign staff. I mean, if you're watching this egg, just like remember to pay your your vendors at some point finally. But you know, this guy's just doomed to failure. Yeah.
1: Hashtag pay your vendors. Yeah, Good trending. There yeah. you go. Yeah. But you know, we're talking about deep state shenanigans and stuff associated with Egg McMuffin. But moving on to Merrick Garland, who apparently mate rest in peace rest in peace but uh he apparently is wants to set sick the fbi on parents which is a bold strategy god
2: i mean who can fault saint merrick garland who we lost uh you know just <laughs> i can't believe it's been what five years since that happened
1: that tragedy the
2: tragedy i mean if he, if he was only with us today uh but you know i think that's a pretty outrageous that the uh, FBI can ignore things like uh like the Nasser scandal. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. we still yeah. don't have a motive for the Las Vegas shooter, but uh hey, if you don't like your school board, they're going to come after you and raid your house.
1: Absolutely. It's, yes. it's it's wild. And of course, we're joking about referencing our good friend Comfortably Smug uh, on Twitter. If you don't follow him, it's definitely worth a, worth a follow. So, shout out Smug. So, yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah, well, what do you think,
1: think th- about the deep state coming after parents, Isabel?
0: I mean, yeah. Are it you just, for it, against it, uh, pro, obviously. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, again, I think we've talked a lot on this podcast about how um, there's a lot of things that are happening out there in the world right now. And it seems like the administration just kind of wants to focus on. Um, kind of like those surface level things that will appease the far left base, right? Right. I mean, like Peter mentioned, there's, I mean, there's been so many um, kind of like these, the FBI is not focusing on issues that I think really matter. Like, and and it's just, I think the scope of it is what's dangerous too. It's like, how, how far can the probe go into, like, what is a threat? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, how far can they investigate into this? Um, I think... We risk the, the hazard of, you know, um, just fr- like broadening this out to where it gets to the point where it's um, they're not even focusing on real threats. It's just like, let's investigate these parents who are at the school. board well, meeting it, it, It's yeah.
1: definitely made more of a threat to stop to mm-hmm. scare parents away from speaking yeah. out about yeah. what's happening in their, you know, in their local schools. And which is just mind boggling to me. It's like, you know, we you mentioned, you know, a second ago about. You know appeasing the left And, and stuff mm-hmm. like that and appeasing of the base But this is sicking the FBI After parents I think like yeah. people Across the ideological spectrum Can like say that's pretty messed up it's true. And especially yeah. like at a school board Meetings where like This is the place for parents to come and air Their grievances mm-hmm. you know the people who Are actually paying the taxes To like fund these schools It's, mm-hmm. it's wild like In no way is this Okay or a good idea
2: it's funny how quickly the you know a lot of these people on the left have gotten okay with the idea of using the uh you know law enforcement and the administrative state as a political oh. weapon against the people they disagree right. with. I mean, you look at all like the uh the idiot boomers on uh, on Twitter, all these like lefty accounts saying like, "Oh, this is a great thing. You got to listen to authority, you know." Right. Where'd that come from? You know, it's the, these people are
1: the people that were all about bashing okay. the fashion and stuff like yeah. that like a year ago are now like all of a sudden like lining up to lick the boots of the big government.
2: Yeah, I mean, they have no, no moral standing ever. I mean, we've, we've seen that for the past four years. But yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, on one cool thing that is coming out of, I don't even know if this is technically the administration, but you know what? I'm, this is one interesting thing. We all were talking about sequels and stuff earlier. Earlier in the, you know, on previous episodes, I warned about scientists reviving woolly mammoths and how that could go horribly wrong. But apparently, science wants to shoot a spacecraft at an asteroid to see if it will blow it up and thus potentially save the Earth from future asteroids crashing into our planet. Thoughts?
2: Uh, They found the script to the movie Armageddon yeah and they want to replicate it which i am all for
0: yes does art imitate
1: life or you know, <laughs> yeah. the other way exactly. around yeah yeah well it's like it, it's gotten past the i think we have entered into a new phase where uh, not only are like every like there's a running shtick that basically they don't make new movies anymore they just mm-hmm. keep remaking old ones mm-hmm. but now the like now in real life people are talking about remaking movies like, to fix...
2: With an all-female cast of Armageddon, correct?
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all females who are uh, launching the dart this space. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah, it, th- this is just wild to me. And I honestly don't know how I feel about it. Like, on one hand, it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome, yeah. But, on the other hand, it's probably going to cost a ridiculous amount of money. Which, apparently, we don't have. Because we are crashing towards a debt ceiling, so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh,
2: well, with the debt ceiling, we can't buy into the Democrats' narrative that this is a Republican problem. Right. Democrats have been happy to go along uh, for you know the past nine months with, with them having control of all uh, three levers in Washington: yes. um, the House, the Senate, and uh, you know the, the White House. They've been fine doing everything unilaterally, just part- passing everything on party line votes, and they can raise debt ceiling through reconciliation themselves right and now they're complaining that they don't have uh you know Republicans to go along with this. It's like that hasn't been a problem for the past nine months or so absolutely, and now they're trying to pin it on Republicans yeah. just because they want to uh you know pass uh, uh, raising the debt limit to spend you know trillions on their new you know crazy agenda with all mm-hmm. kinds of special carve outs in there uh you know they own this
1: yeah. Well absolutely, and to say that this falls on Republican shoulders like like you mentioned was, is just absolutely ridiculous. What they really don't want to do is they could do this on their own using one of the re- using reconciliation to pat to raise the debt ceiling. Obviously, we don't want them to do that. we want them to cut spending and you know be fiscally responsible and what have you, but this would be a better option if if the debt ceiling were to be raised having forcing the democrats to burn one of their reconciliation packages on on this would be a better win because it prevents them they can only use reconciliation so many times throughout the year right and by use forcing them to burn one on just raising the debt ceiling that takes a big weapon off the table for them Mm -hmm. and it forces them to basically go like use reconciliation uh the other one that they have remaining on theirs the biden agenda
2: yeah well it'd be nice also to force them to go back because if they wanted to tack on debt ceiling in on this package they'd have to go back and renegotiate the whole thing
1: right right and
2: you know they're coming up against like you know a hard stop here yeah if we can uh you know force them to go back and rework this whole process like that's just honestly one of the ways to stop this whole yeah. thing but i mean that's you know kind of a pipe dream but it'd be nice to see that happen
0: and could we also say that maybe, like, the reason they're, like we said, we can, they can do this on their, their own, right? Yeah. Democrats can do this on their own. And the re- another reason I think we can probably agree they're pinning this on Republicans is that it, it, it's, it distracts from all of the infighting that's going on within their own party, too, mm-hmm.
1: right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what was it mentioned today came out and said that he's still against the 3.6. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. In, in, oh, yeah, let's talk about this, because this is just wild to me. How the left always loved to talk about the deaths of civility and, you know, during the Trump years and they were
2: threatening our democratic norms Mm -hmm. as the Biden administration tries to pack the court and remove the filibuster and do everything possible to ruin this country.
1: But not even that. Like, I mean, all of that in addition to this, but now, like, basically leftists are coming out, at least I've seen multiple times on Twitter, where they're like, yeah, let's follow or senators into bathrooms filmed them it, while we're screaming at them, which just seems um, like a bridge too far for it, it
2: Wasn't it a college professor who was doing it too? I think, or he was-
1: No, it was, no, was so was, she-
2: The 47 year old? Uh, One of them was something like that, but it's, it's like, you know, someone who has a decent career and they're going around doing this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. It's pretty, I, all I know is pretty that- Pretty awful. <laughs> I think we should press, as a bipartisan agreement, maybe we should just all agree that like like let's let leave our politics like outside yeah. of the bathroom. Yeah. Same thing goes it's for the fair. people who are
2: showing up at school board members houses. I mean, right. we, we can't have that. But, you know, that's also something that the uh, libs been doing, you know, they show up at uh Justice Kavanaugh's house.
1: Oh, still yeah. Still to this day. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a couple weeks ago No out there.
2: bounds. Yeah. And they've always been doing this.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just wild. And I mean, it, it's one thing to sit and wax poetically about the decline of, you know, civil discourse. But I mean, there should still be like, like, it could just common human understanding. is like, guys, come on.
0: Mm-hmm. Simple rule. No bathrooms, no houses. Exactly. Yeah. It's like,
1: yeah, we probably shouldn't be filming each other in bathrooms. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty wild. They have no bounds. They do have no bounds at all. Uh, but apparently, one thing that it, that one good news that has come out of this week, which has been, I it's been a pretty look for it only being Wednesday when we're recording this, a lot of things have happened this week. Uh, but one of the good news, Ted Cruz has been exonerated, Finally. and he is not the Zodiac Killer. Congrats, Senator <laughs> Cruz. Yes. <laughs> The only it's, downside, though, is, like, he had, he did, like, a lot of, he did, had a lot of fun along with it, especially on Twitter. Like, I know there was something about, and maybe you remember this, when he had to get his Dr. Pepper machine from.
2: I, I remember think. this kind of, I remember who it was from, but didn't he post it? He, yes. he was like, it wasn't me or something. Like, he post, posted the picture, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. he did that, and I know, like, he's had like several tweets like the zodiac gif and stuff out so it's been fun i hope that continues but sadly this could i
0: wonder if he had a tweet about it i I wonder if he maybe he did and we didn't see it that'd be funny Uh, i want to check after this
2: are we still sure his dad didn't shoot JFK?
1: (laughs) i
0: also think this new this news though that came out is it's not like corroborated or anything yet um but there it so has. You're saying
1: there's a chance that there, Senator Cruz is still. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone, hang
0: tight. We will keep you updated. Um, just kidding, but yeah. So this was like a, a group of forty or so um, law or like law enforcement people who came together called okay. the Case Breakers, which is actually like a really sick name. That is pretty. Yeah. Great. Right. Like. Um, so they have been working on this, and the person they think it. Is um, Gary Post? I believe that's his name. They like used his name to like crack one. You know how he sent like all those letters to the San yeah. Francisco uh, Chronicle. They used his name as like the the key to like crack one of the letters and, and they're trying to link also, there was a six. So I don't know how much you guys know about the Zodiac killer. Not at all. I don't know a lot I don't either. Listen to
2: enough true crime podcasts. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> and
0: I, I think that's a good thing. Honestly, I think the true crime, <laughs> the true crime scene obsession has gotten out of hand. We need to dial it back. Okay. Anyway, um, there, um, were, were five murders, um, linked to the Zodiac killer. Um, but now this group of people is trying to, l- they're trying to link a sixth one that happened two years before the uh, first one, huh. um, and they think that's kind of like the key um, that links this guy to from the first murder, mm. the first alleged Zodiac murder, to the the five that came after. Oh. But yeah, yeah I this, mean, is this guy still alive? No, he died three years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, oh. so
2: so we never got down. No. Oh. Okay.
0: Well, they invest. They also more evidence has come out of his dark room because he was a photographer. So oh. And they, they found a picture of, so there's like a sketch of the Zodiac Killer where he has like scars on his forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found a picture of this guy that also has like those same markings on his forehead. And that's uh-huh. another link that they found. Well. I don't They don't look like scars though, they just look like wrinkles.
1: But they <laughs> describe them as scars,
0: I don't know. You guys should um, check out the article, but it's very interesting. We'll have to check that
2: out. But isn't there like a John Wayne Gacy documentary come, or did it come out already? There's one of those... Uh, like,
1: um, serial killer movies and, like, superhero movies are, like, all the rage. So, yeah. like, every time I turn around, I'm hearing about a new one. Or, like, some beloved part of my childhood is, like, the ruined. new dark twist. It's about to be
2: ruined, yeah. Again. Dark side
1: of the ring. All, all female cast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the...
0: Like you yeah. were saying about um, Egg McMuffin in the beginning, it's like something no one asks for. No yes, one asks for him sequel. to run. No sequel. one's asking for. No one asks. No one, asked. <laughs> no one asked for Sabrina the Teenage Witch to turn into like some dark satanic like show. Like I, I'm with you. I'm like, why don't we just like make new content? Maybe. Have but. you
2: guys actually watched any? Uh, speaking of uh, Teenage Witch, uh, it's Halloween month. I it guess. is Halloween yes. month. Have you guys watched anything spooky? Yes.
0: Um, no.
2: Have you? So, uh, let's see. I have not watched Hocus Pocus yet. Oh,
1: yeah. like ever um, or like just this year's show? Just this, this year. This year. Okay, I was going to say no, as a nineties kid, that's I'm unacceptable. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. R.I.P. Sarah. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's watching. Uh, if you are Sarah, please leave a comment. The, leave a well, comment yeah. down in the comment section.
0: And if your name is Sarah, but you're not the Sarah we were thinking about, still leave a comment um Tyler have you watched anything
1: anything okay. spooky um or what maybe. will you watch first so I did just go and see um Venom 2 okay that came out of. I didn't even know there was a first <laughs> what that yeah. was this
2: a sequel people asked for yeah
1: this is a sequel that Tyler asked for solicited okay. so okay. I was I was I was here for it okay um it was actually pretty good um I turned, like, over the weekend after I went archery hunting, um, went on the bike. Did you shoot anything? I did not. Didn't see anything. Why not? Because they weren't there. He caught the Zodiac if they, killer. If, they were, <laughs> if, if there were deer there and in range, they would have been dead. But they, they eluded me. Um, but for the rest of the day, I went, um, went on, took the motorcycle up for a ride up to the theater, um it's about 45 minute drive away to the next town that I haven't been before so that was kind of cool and up in Pennsylvania the leaves are starting to turn and so it's like really cool to like it's a cool bike ride and especially where I'm from like there's a bunch of mountains and stuff so it's really pretty so I did that went and saw Venom 2 came back It it was a good movie it was a good movie I'll say that. but So that was my, I guess, my, the scariest thing I watched. Uh, I also watched the Dave Chappelle special that just mm-hmm. dropped. Was uh, that scary? <laughs> that was not scary. Okay. It was pretty funny. Though.
2: I didn't know it dropped, like, last night.
1: It... That's the th- Like, he does zero promotion for his mm-hmm. specials. They yeah. just... It's a neat It was like... And I kind of like it because it was an unexpected treat. It just like, oh, what am I going to do on a Tuesday night? It's like, oh, there's a new Dave Chappelle special. It's like... Heck, yeah, my night is now planned. Nice. Bam. (laughs) But one thing that, uh, and this will probably be the last topic that we'll be able to uh, hit on today. Uh, So apparently schools are using their extra coronavirus money to, like, for sports stadiums and whatnot. That's kind of funny.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was also something I saw um, today uh, scrolling and the, en- the endless scroll. I um, just thought it was interesting because, I mean, we've really come out in opposition to a lot of this uh, like coronavirus funding that's right. come out over the past like year and a half. Um, and I think this kind of like proves our point. I mean, this is just one this is one fa- facet of right. the, the larger um, problem, I think, or one example that kind of proves our point there. Um, yeah, a lot of these schools didn't really use that funding for its quote-unquote intended purpose, um, which was to help students. But, I mean, uh, that also just seems, like, extremely, like, absurdly broad in the first place. So that's another, whole other issue. But, um, yeah, we're seeing these schools, um, they used it for, like, a new weight room um, to kind of enhance their uh, athletic facilities, which is, like, and I almost want to say, like, good for them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah
1: if congress is just going to throw yeah. money at you but i mean it aside, like on the side of the taxpayers of course obviously it's a waste and yeah. obviously like congress should have rescinded a lot of that spending or what it, or you know clawed some of that money back that wasn't going to like actually fit schools to like help sanitize them mm-hmm. or you know add the ventilation necessary or Get masks for kids, or right. you know, and any of the the actual common sense things that that money was intended it, to be spent on. Instead, it right. that it's you know these administrators finding new and crafty ways to spend money that they just they, they just wound it. up in their lap. I yeah. mean, I don't blame them, yeah. but uh, at the same point, this is illustrative as to why we need to demand accountability in Congress, especially whenever you start hearing especially whenever you start hearing things about trillions and trillions of mm-hmm. dollars, yeah, and then whenever they link it to an artificial crisis, yeah. like the debt ceiling, per se, yeah, uh, that's whenever every taxpayer's antenna should be on high alert, because that's whenever they sneak crazy stuff into these bills at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And since a lot of them don't read the damn bill.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have time to have to. Yeah, well, I mean, exactly. It, 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 on five thousand plus pages that mm-hmm. you're sifting through. I mean, who has the time to actually comprehend all of that?
1: Well, exactly no that. There. And plus, then you have the media on top of it saying that, you know, you're killing you're killing grandma if you don't mm. pass the bill. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just wild. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah,
1: Well, on that cheerful note, that's all the time we have for the day. Um, please go ahead, download, like, and subscribe. And if you didn't like this episode or the podcast, please pardon the disruption.
0: No, get those lights off. Off. Chocolate, chocolate chip.
1: Well, that hurts my feelings. Please clap.